As the Nats continue to embark on this rebuild, how confident are you in the direction that they are headed? Well, I think I'm pretty damn confident. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clare. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClare11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. And of course, if you're an everyday or out there, you know you have to subscribe over at Locked On Nationals. Just go over to YouTube, search Locked On Nationals, hit that subscriber button for me. That will be greatly appreciated. Later on in today's show, we're going to talk about the spring breakout showcase. Major League Baseball announced this over the last week or so, and this is one of the coolest things that will be coming to Major League Baseball and to spring training and forever, and what it feels like could be a very big deal for baseball going forward. I'll discuss that, what it is, hint, prospect time. Also, the Nationals, they're not done in free agency yet. We know they have added Dylan Floro. You have added Nick Senzel. What is next? What should be happening next? I think we could kind of shoot for the for the stars a little bit here, kind of aim for the sky. We got a few guys that we've discussed, but we got to narrow this down because a veteran DH slash first baseman slash utility guy, whatever you want to call him, has been opened up. I could see the Nats going after this guy. I'll reveal who that is a little later on in today's show. But let's start off with talking about the direction of the Washington Nationals. And let's just get right into it. Because right here, right now, sitting here today on December 19th, 2023, the direction of the Washington Nationals at this moment in time, sitting here today, the direction is going north. And I don't really think a lot of people can argue any other way at this moment in time. When you traded away Juan Soto back at that 2022 deadline, a lot of different people thought a lot of different things. A lot of people weren't all too excited about trading away a future Hall of Famer, one of the better hitters of this generation. One of the better hitters could be all time when it's all said and done. No one's really thrilled. No one's really cheering to trade away that player. But when you do trade away a player like that, and if you're in a rebuilding situation, which at that moment in time, the Nationals... They were starting from ground zero. Well, they just jumped about 10 different stories after that trade. You get Mackenzie Gore. You get C.J. Abrams. You have James Wood, who's now a top 10 prospect. You have a lottery ticket type of prospect, Yarlene Susanna, who could be a very good starter down the line. If not a very good starter, he's going to be a very effective reliever at some point as well. Then you have Robert Hassel, someone who really hasn't really shown his full promise yet, but even then, Former first-round pick, a top 25 prospect in all of baseball at one point in 2022. He still has the potential to turn things around. So with the Nationals and the direction that they are headed, they are headed north. There is no way, no shape or form, in fact, that you can sit here today and say, I don't really like where they're headed. I don't believe in this process that they have. Because looking around the diamond, kind of piecing this team together, You have C.J. Abrams, a shortstop that could be your franchise caliber shortstop, someone who could be an all-star, someone who could 
maybe hit 20 home runs, steal 60 bags in one season as he got to 18 home runs and a ton of stolen bases just this last season. On the other hand as well, Mackenzie Gore, front-of-the-line starter. Josiah Gray, another front-of-the-line starter, mid-rotation guy. You've got pieces already up in the major leagues who are already starting to show one, an impact, and two, a big difference on this major league roster. As far as going forward, there is no question about this. The Nationals, they're going north. Now, how fast is it going to be? That's really the main premier question when you talk about this Nationals rebuild. And I still think at this moment, going into this season, we're not necessarily going to be contenders right now. I don't think we will. But if you don't make that Juan Soto trade, if you don't make the Max Scherzer and Trey Turner deal, think about what would be happening with this team. Number one, you would still have the same kind of financial flaws where you have a lot of money tied up with Patrick Corbin, Steven Strasburg, both those guys who have just, you know, we know the cases. I don't need to explain them anymore. The Nationals, they have set themselves up for a nice little road of success here. After this offseason, you have Patrick Corbin off the books. That's going to free up a ton of money, $30-plus million a year that is going to be freed up after Patrick Corbin's last year of his contract. Even furthermore than that, you have Dylan Cruz, who's going to make his debut at some point this season and probably stay up in the majors for the foreseeable future. James Wood, who also could be on that fast track to the majors. You have Brady House, another top prospect, former first-round pick, who could be on the fast track to the majors at some point this year. And that's not even just to include those handful of guys. The Nationals, number one, they can still make moves. You can still go out and make and trade for prospects, trade for younger guys who may not have opportunities at the major league level. You've seen it with guys in the past, whether it be trading away a Bond Grissom kind of guy like that, not for the Nationals, but for another team in particular. Teams do those kind of moves all the time. The Nationals... They could be setting themselves up to make a similar move as to that, as to get younger guys in the building, start to kind of fill out those puzzle pieces in the infield as well as the outfield. But even then, we know what the outfield is. And I also think that's a big part of this conversation going forward. In center field, you're going to have Dylan Cruz. He's going to be your franchise guy. He's going to be on half street when you're walking into the center field gate. His name and his face, it's going to be on that poster board up there. Then you have James Wood as well, who someday is going to be manning that right field spot, hopefully sometime this season. He's going to be right next to Dylan Cruz there. And then on the other hand, you're going to have a new hot corner with the Nationals and their history over at third base. You have Ryan Zimmerman. You have Anthony Rendon. Now you're going to have Brady House as well. The direction in which this Nationals team is headed, there's one way. It's north as of right now. And it may not just be this entire exciting thought process of it because again the Nationals if they were to spend a little bit more money they would be better of course but I also like where we're headed because I've always believed in this fact it's not just about spending money look at the New York Mets the highest payroll ever in Major League Baseball history what did they do this last year they didn't make the playoffs in fact they almost had a worse record than the Nationals and it was getting up to that point until later on in September it's not just about spending money. It's not just about going out there and signing, signing Yamamoto. It's not just going out there to sign Shohei Otani and sign Cody Bellinger. It's not all about that. You have to have the building blocks in place that starts in the farm system. 
That is why this Nationals team, the direction that they are headed, it's still going up. You have to have your James Wood, your Dylan Cruz. You have to have guys like that in the system and not just your premier top prospects. You need to have your Jacob Youngs work out. Then you're kind of your 28th best prospect in the system. You need to have Jake Irvin come up and kind of dazzle a little bit in his rookie season. You need to have some luck with Jackson Rutledge and have him come up in the majors and hopefully pitch well down the stretch, which he did this last few starts of the season. There are a lot of different things to look at, but it starts with the farm system here in D.C. It's not We're not going to go out there and flip this team around in one offseason. We don't have the money to spend like that, and it's not the smart thing to do. Good teams and great organizations, they're very different things there. Great teams, they go out there and they spend. Great organizations, they go out there, they develop prospects, they find seals later on in the rounds, and then hopefully see what they can come up with. The Los Angeles Dodgers, the Tampa Bay Rays. Those are the two teams that have had sustained success over the last few years that continue to do what we all want, which is to have continued success. You know who else had continued success a little bit back in the day at this point? The Washington Nationals. How did they get that done? Yes, they produced so many prospects. And being bad for those years, of course, it helps you get in that situation. Not only did they do that, but they spent wisely. You don't spend a ton of money and trade assets for a Brandon Phillips back in the day. You then go instead, let's sign Daniel Murphy. You don't sign Jonas Cespedes. Therefore, let's trade for someone else. Let's have Juan Soto come up, make an impact in the majors, see what he can do. Mike Rizzo is still at the controls. He's done this thing before. That is why I have so much confidence in this rebuild going forward in the direction of this team moving forward. It's going up. I can tell you that right now. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And next, let's talk about some Nationals offseason discussions. We've thrown around a lot of different names, maybe a future Hall of Famer who could be coming to town playing first base for here, the lefty Joey Votto. We've thrown his name around. We've thrown a couple others around as well. I've narrowed it down to three guys. I'll give you number one. That is Joey Votto. Who's going to be number two, though? Hint, former World Series champion. Quite frankly, kind of a legend of the baseball world over the last 10, 15 years. I'll reveal who else could be on that list. But before that, let me tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And you have to score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action because the app is so easy to use. And of course, there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. For instance, if you want to bet against the Commanders, which I think is a genius idea, you can do that. You can take the under on Sam Howell passing yards. You can take the under on Sam Howell passing touchdowns. Whatever you want, I think that's a smart bet, but only if it's with our friends at FanDuel. So when you go to FanDuel, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. And of course, FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And now 
if you're Mike Rizzo, going into this offseason, we all kind of expected this ain't going to be the offseason where they're going to go out and sign a big star to kind of complete this puzzle of creating a postseason team in the District of Columbia yet again. We knew that this wasn't going to be it. But with all that said, it doesn't mean you can still not have an impact signing. And when you kind of look at the impact signings that the Nationals could be making, who could that be? What tier are they going to be in? They're going to put all their eggs in one basket when it comes to one guy, in my opinion. Who is it going to be? I'll kind of wrap this up after I reveal all three names. Number one is Joey Votto, though. Joey Votto, this is someone I've talked about a lot on the show. We did a whole show on him, why I think the Nationals should be interested in someone of the likes of a Joey Votto. And it starts off with this leadership. When you have this young core, kind of just going back to the last conversation we had, when you have this young core, when you have C.J. Abrams, when you have a lot of guys who are in place who could be on the next championship team for this national squad, when you have guys like that, you want to have Hall of Fame type of players who may be at the back end of their career who probably aren't going to be all that expensive being in the clubhouse. You want guys like that to kind of help in help this process go on of a rebuild. You want to have guys like C.J. Abrams who have Joey Votto in his ear or maybe a Dominic Smith type of veteran who has been around the game, who has been around different teams, who has been around winning organizations. That is the kind of sense that I want the Nationals to think of if you go out and sign a left-handed power bat, which I think they should be in the market for, for the record. Joey Votto would fit a lot of those different roles. And also, number one, he can play first base. Joey Votto, he can still do it. His numbers were still good. He still had a 700-plus OPS from this last offseason. He still had some power. And also, he hit more home runs in way less games than Dominic Smith this year. If you give him 162 games, I'm not saying Joey Votto is going to hit 40 home runs. But he could get you 25, maybe 30 home runs if you're lucky. That is the kind of progress at the Nationals, one, they need to look at in order to win some games this year. And two, it's going to be a valuable role for this team. And it's not just the on-the-field factor, the off-the-field. Joey Votto has always been recognized as one of the game's better leaders, has always been recognized as just a good quality clubhouse guy that you want in there. Obviously, I'm yes, he had some issues back early on in his career in Cincinnati, but over the last few years, There is nothing to hate about Joey Votto. There is nothing to really just even discuss about it. Joey Votto is someone that you want in your clubhouse making a difference. That would be my number one priority heading into this offseason until a couple other names came loose. Number two, we've talked about him a little bit before here, Rowdy Telez. This is the Nats. This is what the market, this is the market that the Nationals really have to be camping in my opinion. We could talk about the Joey Votto route, going that route. I would do Joey Votto any day of the week. Sign me up. I don't care how much money. Give me one year of Joey Votto. See what can happen. Maybe you have a magical carpet ride. Maybe you're just bet. I don't know. A lot of different possibilities with Joey Votto. Rowdy Tlez is another interesting case. Someone who has been a relatively consistent hitter over the years. Last year and in 2022, kind of took some step backs there. But Rowdy Tlez, again, Fits that kind of market in which the Nationals, this could be a cherry on top of the offseason. Now, is this going to be a big Sunday that you're going to be looking forward to? Getting home from work, putting the chocolate syrup in there, all the different fun stuff and the sprinkles. 
Not necessarily. But for an offseason in which the Nationals, one, haven't really done all too much, and two, they could use some improvement in having a lottery-type guy with a Rowdy Telez, sign me up. This is the Nationals market. This is where they have to sweep in every single offseason. Over the last few years, you took a swing on Dominic Smith, it whiffed. You took a swing on Corey Dickerson, it whiffed. You took a swing on Jamer Candelario, you hit a home run, you got some prospects in return. Rowdy Telez, that is the market that we should be looking in. And also, some of his preliminary numbers, you could even say he might have just had bad luck over the last few years. Rowdy Telez, he's got the talent, he's got the power, he fits what the Nationals need, a lefty power bat who can play first base, who can also DH, of course. A lot of different things out there. But will the Nationals do that is the question. That is the main question. Will they fork over and kind of, you know, maybe outbid a team? I don't know what the market's going to be like for someone like Rowdy Telez. I can't imagine it's going to be some big, overwhelming market where a ton of teams are going to be chasing after Rowdy Telez. I don't think that's going to be the case. But at the Nationals, if you're competing against other rebuilding teams, you should probably be in that market and you should probably be really inching and grab someone like that because postseason experience, number one, and number two, a good baseball player who solves multiple issues on this team. And also, why would he want to come here, you may ask? Opportunity. Joey Manessis, you can tell me about the first base experiment. This is not going to work out. Joey Manessis will not be your first baseman on opening day. And in fact, if he was, I don't know what we're doing. Juan Yepes, in my opinion, as we sit here today, that would be my starting first baseman. But with this said, if you're going to go out there and get a Rowdy Telez, then do that. But also, it's not just Rowdy Telez. It's not just Joey Votto, who's my number one target at this moment in time, a realistic target, I have to add. Number three, someone who just got released by the Braves yesterday, Matt Carpenter. You may be thinking, why would we be getting Matt Carpenter? Someone who's almost 40 years old in that same Joey Votto market, but except hasn't been as productive. Hall of Fame. He's not a Hall of Famer. Let me take that back. Let me, let me walk this back a little bit. I did not mean to say Hall of Fame there for Matt Carpenter. Leader. Someone who has been in the postseason. Someone who has been on a World Series run. Someone who has been a contender and a perennial contender in the National League. You want guys like that for all the reasons that we've been talking about today. Listen, when you sign players, a lot of people may just be saying, you're just naming pro- you're just naming former big-time talent who could be coming in the building who may not even really help us that much on the field. It's not necessarily about that in this rebuild. Going back to it, why the Nationals gave so much money to Jason Worth in that 2011 offseason was because, number one, he's a good player. Number two, the guy knows how to win. He's a clubhouse guy, one of those clubhouse leaders in Philly. If they lost him, it was a big deal, and it was a big deal as the Phillies kind of fell apart after losing Jason Worth after that 2011 season. But going into it, the Nationals, this is where you're going to have to be. This is the market where you can actually kind of separate yourself from the pack. You can attract guys like this who obviously they're going to want to win, but you can't afford to give them maybe a little bit more money. 
And I don't think it's the end of the world to give someone like Matt Carpenter maybe a little bit more money than he deserves. Because the guy is good. The guy can still come in and still be an impact player for this Nationals team. Is he going to be a starting first baseman or a DH? No, I don't think so at all at this moment in time. But Matt Carpenter, he brings experience. He brings advice to give to C.J. Abrams. He brings charisma to bring to the clubhouse. He knows what to do when you have to go from the West Coast to the East Coast and pitch the next day. He knows all the hacks of when it's cold out, what to wear, when to wear, what to do, when to do it. He knows all the ins and outs of this game. Having vets like that in their presence alone is worth the sign. It is worth the roster spot. It may even be worth just giving them the shot over your 32nd best prospect in your organization, like a Darren Baker type. That is really the where the Nationals have to be in. And I think they probably could be living in that just a little bit more, but we got to see what they do when the offseason rolls on, which will be quite some time. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day. And of course, Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the sports day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, Locked On Sports Today. Next, let's get into... Spring Break Showcase, or Spring Breakout Showcase. I'll discuss after this. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check us out. Search Locked On Nationals on YouTube. Hit that subscriber button. And as well as wherever you get your pods, Apple, Spotify, wherever Search Locked On Nationals. Hit that subscriber button. Thank you. Let's talk about this first. We're going to get into the spring breakout showcase because wildly cool. But we have kind of discussed this. I think I mentioned it. But let's kind of get into it a little bit more here. The Nationals, they're going to be hosting a Nats Prospects versus Nats Majors game at Nationals Park right before the season. Instead of an exhibition game against like the Yankees or the Orioles, the Nationals, they've opted out of that. You, you are going to see the fans, you and I, we're going to see Brady House, Dylan Cruz, James Wood, Robert Hassel, Elijah Green, all the big name prospects that you want to see. Trey Lipscomb, Yarlene Susanna, maybe. I don't know. A lot of different guys. We're going to be seeing them at Nationals Park on Half Street here at some point this spring. That is really damn cool. And also, teams have done this in the past. The Nationals, they're now picking it up, and I'm going to expect a pretty damn big crowd. Last year, if you remember when the Yankees were in town, James Wood got an at-bat. I believe Brady House did as well. Dalen Lyle may have been up in the bigs. Elijah Green was there to show off a little bit. There's a lot of different things that you can kind of look forward to. That is one thing. I Hell, I might even go over there. If you were to give me a choice right now, if you're going to go to opening day, I love opening day. There's no better tradition in all of baseball and all of sports, in my opinion, than opening day. But if you were to give me a choice to go watch the Nats prospects or opening day, I'm taking the Nats prospects. That is something that I think is very cool for this team to do. I think it's very beneficial for the organization, having those guys showcase in front of your stands, just in front of your own fans and everything about it. That is what the Nationals should be doing. 
This is a smart, genius thing that so many people are going to want to see. You're going to want to see the future, and you're also going to want to see people get excited about the future. If James Wood hits a home run in the second inning off of Mackenzie Gore, can you imagine that? Can you imagine the hope and just really anything that this Nationals fan base just wants to have again? They want to feel what it's like to win again. If you were to have James Wood or Dylan Cruz come up and hit a smoke a bomb 450 feet to left or right field, dead center, whatever it is, fans will be steamed up. And oh my God, this is one of the better things that the Nationals will hopefully do in quite some time. But now let's get into something that I think Major League Baseball hit a grand slam with. Even better than the Nationals prospects versus Majors game coming to Nationals Park. All 30 teams, best prospects, will be going head-to-head in a spring breakout showcase. Prospects. If you're into prospects, I love prospects. I love prospect talk. I love to discuss them. I like to project them. All the different things. I love prospects, plain and simple. This is a very cool thing that Major League Baseball is doing. Rob Manfred, say what you want about Rob Manfred. I get it. I understand why people have their feelings about him, have some ill will towards him. Some people like him. A lot of people don't necessarily like him. Rob Manfred, you deserve to hear it. Good job on this. This is something that I think is very cool, something that's going to be happening during spring training. You're going to see at one point, again, all your prospects filled up on one team facing off against another organization's top prospects. This is a very smart move by Major League Baseball. You have to showcase your younger talent. We've seen it through the years with Ronald Acuna, Bryce Hart, all the big-name prospects who have come up who have been exciting, Adley Rutschman as of recent. And, of course, Jackson Holiday is going to be making that trip to the majors at some point. Corbin Carroll in the past, Gunnar Henderson with the Orioles, all these big-time prospects who come up. Maybe the casual fan, you've heard about them, but you don't necessarily see them. You don't really know too much about their game because it's tough to watch minor league baseball in the year of 2023. Now, you're going to be able to see these guys hopefully on TV. Hopefully, this will be broadcasted for free for the public. Maybe there's a link, a special link. I don't know what there could be. But if Major League Baseball, if they want to capitalize on this and get the minor leagues kind of cool again, then you should probably broadcast this for all the fans to see. It would be a smart thing for baseball. It would be a smart thing for the prospects. Who would want to say no to that? We all want to talk about the future. We all want to talk about, hopefully, the good future that this Nationals team has. But when it comes down to it, Major League Baseball, you got to make this something for the fans and for the game to capitalize on. And I think doing just that will happen. Thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, tomorrow is a What If Wednesday. This will be an interesting topic. We'll discuss it on What If Wednesday. Catch you on the flip side.